Austin, do you remember how long it took me to find a podcast platform for us? Forever. I ended up finding one called Anchor, and I initially chose it just because it was free. But it also has a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. They also distributed for us, so that's why we ended up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of our other places. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in just one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Will This Be On The Test? I'm Maddie. I'm Austin. And we are here today to talk to you about the holiday that's coming up, which is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving! I am not a big Thanksgiving person. You know, I was for a while, but then I realized it's never what you expect. It's always worse. And you can just overeat with better food, like, (laughs) anywhere else, any other day. Yeah, See, that's the thing, is we Americans like to make fun of British food. It has no flavor, and it's all mushy. What is everything on Thanksgiving? It's like the only thing that's even closely a vegetable is green bean casserole, which is just bland and mushy. Well, and then we have mashed potatoes. Bland and mushy. We have funeral potatoes, though. Bland and mushy with cheese. (laughs) And then turkey. I don't, I've never had turkey that wasn't kind of bland. And I'm not saying that as an insult to any cooks. It's the, it's the flavors that automatically I will say, I... My family started smoking a turkey mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, which is amazing because then you have lots of smoked turkey. But, I mean, it's still just smoked turkey. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I eat on my sandwiches at lunch pretty much every day. So I think it's more the fact that it's not a novelty. I wonder if it didn't used to be a novelty to get to eat these things. Maybe it was like the, hey, kids, guess what? We're going to eat a full meal today and you're going to be thankful about it. That could be it. I mean, I just, I don't dig Thanksgiving food, which is why I've really enjoyed over the last decade or so my family has started to add in you know unusual foods oh did i tell you about the shocking and scandalous thanksgiving in which instead of cranberry sauce uh someone brought a cranberry relish that had orange zest in it oh man like literally for three years they talked about well i like this cranberry sauce it's so much better than the cranberry sauce we had that one time that was different i thought that cranberry sauce had orange zest in it it can but this was like a relish so it was like Chunky. It was almost like a chutney. That sounds really good. It was It was amazing. I loved it. I am not... I don't like cranberries. They make me really thirsty. But I do enjoy cranberry sauce when you put it on a turkey sandwich. I do too. And see, that's the thing. The best part about Thanksgiving food is the Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Which is why... Okay, seriously? That's why you need to host Thanksgiving. It's because then you get all the leftovers. I hosted Thanksgiving for... Three or four years in a row, back when I lived in Boston, I had a lofted bed, but it was like a half loft. It went up to about my waist. So we would flip the mattress up and put all the food out on top of the loft (laughs) and we'd serve people. That the leftovers are the reason to do it. Yep. I mean, it's not ever that you'll hear me say I'm on Ross Geller's side, except for the sandwich. I think he overreacted to the sandwich. Have you ever had your lunch stolen at work? Yeah. I had my lunch stolen consistently for a couple of months, and I was in a school where everybody's salaried, but I was at an hourly position, and I was also on a diet at the time, so I'm buying those expensive to me because I was on such a low budget, you know, smart ones meals or whatever, and consistently they were being stolen, and I had no way to combat it, and I even knew who was doing it, and it was somebody who'd been at the school for a very long time who then 
was trying to defend herself when she heard me talking to someone else about it. Well, you know, it's really easy to confuse your lunches and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I am literally the only one here. So I don't think Ross really overreacted. I think that was, I mean, he already had some stuff okay, I'm, bubbling. I'm, I'm guessing she was like, I'm going to say late 50s, because this is an absolute boomer move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. So I actually, at the end of the day, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think his boss's reaction is more what caused the overreaction from Ross than like, the actual Oh, wait, he did throw... Okay, I will say I'm actually now on his side because I remember to keep an important part of this. He threw the sandwich away. And then told Ross to get the rest out of it out of the trash if he wanted to eat it. Mm. Like, that is some aggressive shit. Also, your boss has no business borrowing anybody else's food. If yeah. it's someone on the same level, it would have been an overreaction. But when this is the person who you're supposed to be able to go to when these things happen, it's just so wrong. And then also, it was his special Thanksgiving leftover sandwich with a moist maker in the middle. Yes, I am saying moist again. More importantly, the moist maker. I know! Ross is a gross person. Ross is problematic for many reasons. Ross and Rachel is not a love story. That's a story of abuse. If you want to see like the one good love story on Thanksgiving... It's Phoebe and Mike. Phoebe and Mike. Was Thanksgiving, or no, was it Halloween when she brought the rat babies over? Because I think that was the real love story. I, we'll say it was Thanksgiving, so we can keep on theme. <laughs> All right. Well, we both prepared some mislearnings or non-learnings about the Thanksgiving season for you today. Austin goes first this week. I did, oh, I did teach you about first last week. Yeah, so I'm going first this week, and I, I got a very target-rich environment. Almost everything we learned was either wrong or just just too awful for it to ever be the real truth. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about the first Thanksgiving. All right. We're going to talk about the myth we've all heard. And to prepare for this, I actually read a children's Thanksgiving book. Okay. That I'm going to uh, paraphrase roughly what it said. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The pilgrims flee religious intolerance and go to America. They didn't know how to farm so good, but Squanto... And the Indians saw how the poor, hungry pilgrims and taught them how to farm and eat turkey, I guess. this. Yep. Paraphrasing a children's book. So are we saying that the British people weren't capable of eating? I mean, we're talking about how, like, it should have been natural for them. It's turkey. It's flavorless. It's white. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And to show thanks and friendship, the pilgrims threw a feast. And they all gave thanks. And, and syphilis. And the Indians and settlers never had problems again. Oh, God, did it actually say something like that? No. I will say... The end. A lot of the Thanksgiving stories that I learned growing up really did end with, they never had problems again. Everybody got along forever. So remember that, kids. If you ever want to be a jerk later, just buy someone a sandwich, and then you can be a jerk for forever. That's not entirely incorrect. It's not. It depends on the quality of the sandwich. My sandwich. My sandwich. This is an adorable story. It's it's fast. It's easy. It's about the importance of sharing and friendship. And that's great for elementary school kids. It also has the fucking easiest crafts you could ever do. It's like, I don't know. Here's some brown construction paper. Trace your hand. It's a turkey now. You know what else has those things without being revisionist? Sesame Street. Sesame Street does too. And you already have all of these like adorable, like cartoony pilgrims and Indians to decorate your classroom. I understand. It's easy. It's expected. 
It's not making any waves, but it's also every last little bit of this is wrong. Yeah, and I actually feel bad for the teachers who have to yeah. teach this stuff because, especially nowadays, I would say nine out of ten of them would rather teach... I'm not saying that they'd want to teach kindergartners about genocide or anything, but something a little more accurate. <laughs> it just starts, like, I'm imagining the kindergarten genocide lessons. Well, and the fact is, kindergartners are old enough to understand that people are mean to each other for being different. And so there's no reason that really can't be thrown into there. It's like, you know, we tell these nice stories, but you know, they could even just say sometimes because they're little. The pilgrims weren't nice to the Indians because they looked different from them. And kids, why shouldn't we do that to each other? Like, this is a good learning opportunity that we're yep. missing. I want to start this off. I'm just going to rip off a big band-aid here. They, the pilgrims never called themselves pilgrims. They were not the pilgrims until 1820 when Daniel Webster, yes, that Daniel Webster. The one that bought Tichaba. And... Oh, no. No, the, not Tichaba. The, uh, the one that bought... Paul Jennings. Paul Jennings, yep. And was good friends with Dolly Madison until he started calling them pilgrims. They called themselves either the saint, the saints, the saintly, or the separatists. I've heard the separatists. Okay, this is actually shocking. They were religiously persecuted in England. Yes. They were fined and jailed for not attending churches, and they wanted to be separate from the Church of England for it not being Protestant enough or different from the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. So, so naturally, they fled England to get religious freedoms, and they found it in the Netherlands. Okay. Which, I mean, they had the religious freedom. It was great. But they didn't like the Netherlands because it was too secular. Their kids were, like, leaving the Puritan lifestyle for those sexy, sexy Dutch. <laughs> I mean, isn't that where the milkmaids are from? Dude, okay. If we're going, like, sexiest country, the Netherlands is right the fuck up there. <laughs> Next time on Will This Be On The Test, we just rank countries based on sexiness. We don't talk about um, anything you, else. Like, uh, number three will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, they weren't making a lot of money, and they were not thriving in the Netherlands, and because like they were religious fanatics, and they weren't great at what they did. Mm -hmm. So they were, they weren't doing well in the Netherlands. So they decided, we'll just go to America and form a theocracy. So really, they wouldn't go to America for religious freedom. They went there to be intolerant of other religions, which they did. And naturally, to make a bank, because you could make a ton of money in America. But they weren't really prepared to do that either. Wouldn't God provide? Oh. <laughs> you might think he did, because there was some damn near divine intervention to keep these guys alive. They intended to settle near New York City. And they also considered Guyana. Guyana. We never looked up how to pronounce that. Is that the one with the Y? Yeah, G-U-I-A-N-A. Guyana. Guyana. They considered that, which hilariously is where, oh god, not hilariously, coincidentally is where Jim Jones and the Jonestown stuff took place. So if you're ever wanting to set up a theocratic state, uh, there's something about Venezuela that just draws you in. <laughs> it's the Vuvuzelas. They just, they just yep. beckon you. Uh, so they made the crossing. They talk about, you'll hear about how you know awful the crossing was, but... It wasn't that bad by the standards of the time. It was a little bad, but it wasn't the worst. The only thing I really remember learning was that there was one baby born on board, and they named him Oceanus. Yeah, they did. The problem, the big delay they had was they were originally setting out with two ships, but one, called the Speedwell, was a piece of junk, and it ended up delaying them by two months leaving. So when they finally arrived in November of 
specifically November 9th, 1620, it was already getting to winter. They wouldn't have time to really set up settlements or shop or, like, plant anything or, like, really start a settlement of any kind. But there was a fucking house where they landed. Someone was already there. They found a house, a European house, had an iron pot in it, and they found abandoned cornfields where they had been planting corn. So someone had lived there before the pilgrims even showed up. But nobody lived in America until the pilgrims arrived. Oh, and also, interestingly enough, they got lost. When they showed up in America, they showed up you know, in Massachusetts, not New York, around New York City, where they wanted to. And because they had mapped the area, they ended up like, there's lots of shoals and stuff, and they just gave up and said, fine, we're settling here. They landed on Plymouth Rock. Yep, completely by accident. You ever seen Plymouth Rock? I have not. I've been to it. What's it like? It's a rock, and it is not a large one. It is just, it's a rock, and it's got like a little fence around it, and it <laughs> says Plymouth Rock. It's one of those things, guys, that you get the same effect by looking at a photo of it on the internet as you would in person. Probably a better one, so you'd see more detail than you would, up, would in reality. So... When you make your pilgrimage to see oh. to that area, skip that one. Go see something interesting. Yeah. There's so much better things to do in Boston and Massachusetts just in general. And really the entire New England. I'm trying to remember when I saw Plymouth Rock because the trip I have it wedged into in my mind is one where I was in Virginia. Huh. And I also saw the Liberty Bell, which I know is not in Boston. No, that's in that's in Philly, yo. Yeah. So in my head, this thing's like Virginia or like Philadelphia. Yeah. Maybe they moved it. They could have. It's a small rock. Maybe okay, Maybe you saw a national treasure at one point and you're getting it all mixed up in your head. Maybe national treasure moved everything around. Maybe national treasure three is going to take place on Plymouth Rock. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Just standing I, on a rock for two hours. Nicholas Cage. I know you listen to us. National Tre treasure three, Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Just hear us out. Okay, so the pilgrims arrived unprepared in the winter. Half of them died. Yeah. Half of them died on the ship before they even started settling or doing anything. And, oh, also they did luck out because they found some buried seeds and some Indian graves, which they robbed. And, um, the, which was great because none of the seeds they brought with them were viable in the climate. <laughs> so they, this was, they, all of their entire planting stock they just found from the Wampanoag stores. I'm probably mispronouncing it. And I'm probably going to accidentally call them the Wampapoke, which are the tribe from Parks and Recreation oh, more God. than once. And I apologize so much. Blame Amy Poehler. I usually do. So that was their first bit of luck. Their second bit of luck was Squanto, or Tisquantum, his actual name, which we're pretty sure that's his actual name because they never bothered to really learn it. And every time they spelled it out, they spelled it in a different way. Uh-huh. So he, he saved all their asses, and they couldn't even bother getting his name right, so they just called him Squanto. Which we've shown, like, and obviously uh, he was an adult who understood that these are people who didn't speak the same language as him. But we've actually, like, there are studies showing that when you consistently mess somebody's name up, it messes with their entire sense of self. Yeah. And also, so Squanto, who miraculously spoke English and was there... Because they weren't the first ones they there. They weren't the first ones there. In fact, uh, Squanto had been kidnapped and sold as a slave to the Spanish in 1614. And he had lived in England and had escaped and made his way all the way back to New England. 
Only to be followed by Only the English. Only to be followed by the Puritans. And his his tribe, the the Patuxet or Patuxet. That's a P-A-T-U-X-E-T. Um, I would probably Patuxet. I'd probably pronounce the X as a Z is my first guess, but I have no Patuxet. idea. It's we're all dead. His entire tribe had died of smallpox, which had been carried there by the English. Absolutely true. About ninety percent of the Native American population had died of smallpox a couple of years before the settlers showed up. All of this like empty land and no one was around was because they'd all died of disease not long before these people got there. So he taught them all of these basic survival skills they would need, like how to plant things, about the fur trade, and was because he spoke English and the various native languages in the area. He also like convinced the other native tribes, like, leave them alone, don't kill these white people. Big mistake, by the way. Mm-hmm. He helped them for the rest of his life. He did die a few years later of the flu while he was helping them with some trade. And so this brings us to the first Thanksgiving. They had finally had their successful harvest. They had gotten corn, squash, pumpkins. They were going to survive this winter better off than they had before. Uh, Rush Limbaugh likes to think they survived because they abandoned socialism. That's not true. They survived because it stopped being fucking winter and they had food again and shelter. But you know that socialism and winter are the same thing. Exact same thing. Rush Limbaugh's an idiot. Don't read his stupid fucking book. No children has ever read it. I know because I have never checked that book out to a child. Are you saying that adults are reading the children's books? Yeah. I, oh, please. Adult uh, Rush Limbaugh's fans, absolutely reading children's books. <laughs> so it was a normal English harvest festival. And this is the best part. They actually didn't even invite the Indians. Of course not. The Wampanoag heard the hustle and stuff going on there and gunshots and went to investigate it, found out that they were having a harvest festival, and decided, we're going to bring five deer and join you for this. Oh. So they, they showed up. They were good neighbors. They brought five deer, which... Like, they came because they were concerned. Yeah, it's like, we're hearing lots of gunshots. What's happening, guys? Also, there were about roughly 53 pilgrims or so, and... 90-ish Indians, so there were way more Wampanoag there than they were anyone else. And of course, this gets us into the big part about the, well, you know what they didn't have on the menu at the first Thanksgiving? There was no pie at the first Thanksgiving. because they What? Didn't no pie. They had no wheat flour. Oh, that is the best part of Thanksgiving, is the pie. Best part of Thanksgiving is the pie. They didn't even have pie. There was probably not even turkey. They probably just had some sort of waterfowl. And there were no sweet potatoes, because sweet potatoes were not in North America yet. What was on the menu, we know for sure there was venison. There was corn mush. I mean, honestly, that sounds good to me so yep. far. Succotash, which is a mixture of corn and beans. In which Sylvester the cat had to suffer a good deal. He was suffering that succotash. <laughs> and delicious, delicious stewed pumpkin. I mean, honestly, that all sounds kind of good to me. Yep. But corn mush. I mean, isn't that basically what polenta is? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I got it now. Yeah. I was thinking it was like creamed corn, but corn, that's sounds... I mean, it could be creamed corn too, I guess. Although, did they have cows? No. So not creamed corn. Probably not creamed corn. Well, they might have had cows. I don't know if they had cows or not. Deer milk. You have to be very sneaky to get deer milk. Are you ready for the big shocker? Okay. The thing that is going to amaze you? Okay. Most of all, this entire story I've been telling you, as I've been talking to you about the first Thanksgiving and the myth about the first Thanksgiving, everything I just talked about was not actually the first Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> Everything we learned is wrong, because Thanksgiving is not based on this story, even though problematic 
and much of it didn't actually happen, was at least kind of a happy ending. The first Thanksgiving is not that. So what did you just tell me about? I told you about when the pilgrims arrived and they had a nice lunch with the Indians. Okay. The actual first Thanksgiving... Okay, what's the worst thing you think this could be about? Genocide? Yep. It was a celebration of from the English of the Mystic Massacre on May 26th, 1637. So it also wasn't in the fall. In which four to 700 Pequot Indians died in Connecticut. It was at the end of the Pequot Wars. Oh, okay. I actually do know about this. Yeah. Thanks to working with history teachers, because teachers are awesome, and they their hands are just tied on things. Mm-hmm. This is near the end of that war, and this is, a, this is a direct quote from one of the people there. In a little more than one hour, five or six hundred of these barbarians were dismissed from a world burdened with them. That sounds like the kind of stuff that's written in manifestos by white supremacists yeah. and school shooters. It was they, the Pequot were in a this, this stockade area, and they got surrounded, and they're fighting them off, and they decided, well, instead of continuing this fight, we're just going to burn it all down and prevent them from escaping. Nice guys. Yep, so lots of people died horrifically in a fire, and anyone who tried to climb the walls and get out was shot. I genuinely hope that... Any of the curses that Native Americans supposedly put upon white people are real. So, now, how does this lead to the first Thanksgiving, you might ask? Why? The governor of Massachusetts declared this the first Thanksgiving. And for the next hundred years, they would be thanking God for the victory in that bloody battle. So, that is the real story of the first Thanksgiving. Enjoying your turkey yet? Think about all the holidays we have that are in celebration of murdering people. This one more so than others. Yeah, I just it just hit me. It's like, this is about killing people. This one, also about killing people. This one's about killing Jesus, but he came back. Then he went away again, mysterious. I don't know how that story ends. So You went to Lutheran Sunday school like every day somehow. I literally paid zero attention to that. I had a Game Boy Pocket and Pokemon. For all of that. You think I learned anything? Game Boy Pocket, the original cell phones. Yeah, kids. Um, I had a level 99 Blastoise, and I don't know who Jesus is. <laughs> oh, so I was more of the I'm going to hide a book kind, except I didn't even do that because I would do actually all of my work. I was, I was, I was that kid. Ugh. But... When I'd be done, I would get out my book to read because I was done. And I would get in trouble for reading my book. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm not disrupting. But I got in trouble for reading the book. They come over, why aren't you working? I just turned it in. Well, you're distracting people. I'm like, read How? Like, you're, it's showing off that you're done and they're not. I'm like, so I should just sit here and stare into space for the next half an hour? I'm just going to start singing me, I'm done and you're a dummy song. It got to the point where I actually would finish tests and assignments and then wait for someone else to turn theirs in first so that the bullying from the peers and teachers would stop. Oh. Every Happy time, Thanksgiving! Every time you talk about your childhood, it makes me sad. <laughs> also, then, um, then later Abraham Lincoln made it a federal holiday that we all know now, and that was really boring. I'm not going to talk about it. His is not the one that we know. Ooh. Yeah. Are you ready for some questions? Sure. Now, these are questions. Oh, you went short today. I know. Well, this was one of those ones where I could either go way too long and that'd be boring or go short and have it be awesome. So 
This is a Thanksgiving treat for everybody. Having Austin not talk for very long. Having Austin not talk for very long. Now, these are questions that are not necessarily, we don't actually want answers to. These are just questions of whether or not this is going to be on the test. Okay. Will the fact that half of the pilgrims died right away be on the test? Not in elementary school. Be, be there by high school. Will the fact that 90% of the Native Americans had died years before the pilgrims even got there be on the test? Not in elementary school, and it depends on the direction the high school was taking. Well, the fact that they weren't even called pilgrims be on the test. No, that's confusing. So confusing. That was like the one fact that's like, wait, they weren't even fucking pilgrims? The fuck? And will the fact that it was an actual, honest-to-God genocide is the reason we celebrate Thanksgiving be on the test? No, but I feel like more and more teachers are starting to push back now, so maybe eventually. Maybe. All right. That was the first Thanksgiving in its confusing, confusing craziness. So what do you got for me? Well, I'm talking today about something that it's kind of understandable we weren't taught in school, at least for most of it. I guess unless you're taking like business classes, in which case it makes sense that you would learn it. I am talking about the history of Black Friday. Black Friday, the annual event where someone gets trampled to death at a Walmart? Yes. Cool. So when I was a kid, it wasn't a thing. I remember the year it became news that stores were opening at midnight and it being kind of this shocker. And even before that, because it it's always kind of been there, really, but it was never a thing. But I remember my family looking at the news stories and going, wow, that looks like craziness. That's so unusual. I used to ride my bike to the mall because I used to live like super close to the mall. I ride my bike there on Black Friday just for the people watching. And there's so many kids on leashes and I loved it. So yeah, that was that's my experience with Black Friday. I ride my bike to the mall and laughing at people. My experience with Black Friday comes from when I started to work at a bookstore and I worked there for four years, four Black Fridays at the mall that you're talking about. Oh damn, that place was a fucking zoo. Yeah, this is the biggest mall within several hours. And on Black Friday, it gets absolutely batshit insane in there. I worked in a bookstore. We didn't have DVDs. We didn't have music. We didn't have video games. So our cu customers were there looking for books. And um, calendars with cats on them. Yes, and calendars with cats on them and some a very small selection of book-related toys. Like, I'm talking a few stuffed animals, not like yeah. the entire toy section that's at Barnes & Noble now. People in Black Friday, though, were the meanest people I have ever encountered. They come in and they are on... The offensive, from the moment they walk in to the moment they leave, they are screaming at other customers, they're screaming at you, and invariably, the people who walk in at 8 in the morning got all of their cash in hundreds, which you at that point still had to specially request or you were getting 20s, and then they would buy a $5 book and expect you to break the 100 with the cash you had in your drawer, meaning... That first you run out of 20s, then you run out of 10s, then you run out of 5s, and all you've got left is 1s. And even that, there were times where I came dangerously close to running out of 1s. We had people who were making cash drops and pulls the entire day. And people would get so upset that you were giving them 1s and 5s for their 100s because they wanted to break them to 20s. Like, then go to the goddamn bank. It's like, you're a bookstore, not a bank. Yeah, and they could not understand that we couldn't have an unlimited amount of cash in our drawers at all times. We also got that at the library. Not at that extent, but people will come up and try to pay a 30-cent fine with a $100 bill. And we would just tell them no, and they get so mad. There's a bank next to you. Yeah, there's a bank you can see from where I work, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, 
So before I even start, Black Friday makes me very angry, not because of the retail mania. You do what you want. I'm looking at Black Friday options on the internet already. It's because people get so mean to the people who work there. I mean, you shouldn't be mean to the other customers either, but the people who work there don't have a choice. They're not getting time and a half, even though they really should be. And especially when the stores are opening at five or six on Thanksgiving night, they gave up visiting their families because they had to be there. Being mean to them should be an arrestable offense. Yeah, these are human beings, not your little personal toys that you get to abuse because they don't have enough He-Man action figures. Yeah. I don't know what kids like these days. <laughs> um, Black Friday is not a uniquely American thing anymore. It was for a long time. Oh God, I'm sorry, world. But I did want to comment just on one other country's Black Friday. In the majority of the world, if they have Black Friday, it means what we mean here because retailers have forced it upon them. Except in the UK. UK's Black Friday is the Friday before Christmas. And it has nothing to do with shopping. Emergency services set up mobile field hospitals near all nightlife areas because people get so drunk that they cannot <laughs> safely get people to the hospitals in enough time. I love it. So Black Friday in the UK is just, dear God, we have to deal with drunk people. Okay, I feel like our Black Friday is going to eventually turn into that because all of the retail workers are just going to get done with Black Friday and go into an alcohol coma and it's just going to... Anyway, so we use the term Black Friday now, but there have been other Black Fridays throughout history. They're typically when there's a financial crisis. Oh, yeah, and when there have been financial collapses in our country, they were often on Fridays. They called Black Friday, especially one in the late 1800s, but that was a whole other side thing, so I didn't get into it. And before I get into the rest of the story, yes, I am aware that your great aunt on Facebook and all of her friends shared that Black Friday comes from the fact that they used to sell slaves after Thanksgiving and during Civil War times. That is a lie. That is not a thing that, I mean, they did sell slaves every Thanksgiving and every other day. That was not called Black Friday. That's not a thing. Wait, so you're saying something an old person shared on Facebook that's a pixelated meme was wrong? Yeah, and I'm not going to give that rumor a whole lot of airtime because it makes me mad that people are exploiting the fact that this is a real thing that happened to push their own agenda. I am very anti-Black Friday, but I'm not going to throw an actual group of people under the bus to make my point. Yep. Um, NPR has a great piece about how to be able to spot fake news stories and really just judge the accuracy of a news source and things like that. I would recommend checking that out. It's very helpful. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, they started having things like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There was an equivalent in Canada at the time, which was ended with Santa. That was the official beginning of the Christmas season. There was an unwritten agreement between retailers that they would not start advertising until Chris for Christmas until that day. Not like now, where Target has their Christmas stuff out in mid-October. I'm pretty sure I saw Santa in September. Oh, are you sure you weren't just wearing a red shirt? I could have been. <laughs> he has a beard. I'm not saying anything else about that. I'm jolly and have a beard. Yep. In 1939, the Retail Dry Good Association, though, went to Franklin Delano Roosevelt and told him that retail sales needed the holiday or everybody was going bankrupt. They needed the holiday to be earlier. Oh my God. Was this the beginning of the war on Christmas? This was the war for Christmas. Wow. 
like literally they asked Roosevelt to change the date of Thanksgiving from the one that Lincoln had established, which is what I was saying, to one that would allow stores to make more money. And it worked. Ooh. Thanksgiving had previously been the last Thursday in November. It is now the fourth Thursday in November, meaning that there is up to a full week of additional shopping time. He stupidly made the decision in October and had it start that same year. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's going to be a nightmare to roll this shit out. People have made vacation plans. That's what it was. People had already made all of their plans. Vacation plans, stores purchasing was done. And he's like, nope, starting this year, this is happening. So people got pissed. They actually started calling it Franksgiving. <laughs> and governments didn't know which day they were supposed to let their employees off now. So they just <laughs> let them off both days. So the government shut down for an extra day. You know what? I'll take it. They need days off. But in 1941, people had calmed the fuck down and Congress passed a law declaring that the new holiday. All so that people would buy more shit. And then two weeks later, Pearl Harbor happened and it was World War II. <laughs> I wonder if the two things are connected. Maybe they were really mad about the holiday change. I bet it's like the, the Japanese Empire is like, oh my god, they've changed Thanksgiving again? We have to stop this. That's not how this happened. Now the term Black Friday was originally applied to the day after Thanksgiving starting in 1951 or 1952 in reference to the number of retail workers who would call out sick that day. Because, you know, these assholes wanted to spend time with their families. Grandma's in town. And they would rather, you know, spend time with grandma than come in and work minimum wage for the people who are screaming at them. Ungrateful whelps. But then it started in around the same time to be used as the shopping day by police officers in Philadelphia and Rochester, New York, especially in Philadelphia, because the traffic and crowds of shoppers would get so big. And the reason if Philadelphia used it more was because the Army-Navy football game was that Saturday. So tourists were also coming to town and going shopping. So the traffic was bad, people were ill-behaved in stores, yes, even in the 1950s. But everything was magic in the 1950s, and we all got along, and no one was bad to each other. Except for in Philadelphia the day after Thanksgiving. Philadelphia, you're the, supposed to be the city of brotherly love. You've got the Liberty Bell. Well, a few years later, Philadelphia recognized that, oh, Black Friday, that's a negative. We need to change the term. They tried to change it to Biggs Friday, and it didn't work. No. Until the early 1980s, the term was restricted almost exclusively to Philadelphia. In 1985, somebody did the research and found out that Californians had never even heard of it. <laughs> then it became national news because stores started complaining about the term, saying it was offensive because it made their most important shopping day of the year sound like a negative. They started trying to flip the narrative. So instead of changing the word like Philadelphia tried, they changed the story. So it was Black Friday because of the you know, violence and danger. Well, for them, and this is the story that persists to this day about why it's called Black Friday. Well, you know, the rest of the year, 100% of retailers are running a negative. But for the season, we run a positive. And starting on Thanksgiving, our ink turns from red to black. So we're in the black. Okay, that seems like a business that's going to go out of, that's just not going to make money, like a Trump hotel. Oh, it actually is bullshit. Yeah. Major retailers generally turn a profit the whole year or they wouldn't have investors. Small businesses are more likely to have this problem. Those are also the same places that can't afford to do Black Friday sales. Mm -hmm. So it's not really even relevant to them. I would sure hope that their shopping still goes up on 
that day, though. I would hope so, too. And I hope the people are nicer to them. Hey, people just should be nice to anybody. They're stuck there. They Yeah. And they're not even allowed to tell you, like, please stop. You're making me uncomfortable without getting fired. Mm -hmm. So Black Friday really became the biggest shopping day of the year in 2005. So I'm not wrong when I'm saying this was not really a thing. When we yeah. Got it had always existed since the 1960s, 50s, 60s. The shopping day was big. Mm -hmm. in the 1980s, we coined the term. 2005 is when it became a thing. This was after I worked in that bookstore. No, no, this was the middle of me working on that bookstore. I started working there in 2003 and worked there until 2007. So this is smack in the middle. The first dip from 2005 happened in two, uh, 2014. And that's the year that a lot of stores began spreading their sales through the entirety of November and December. So completely ignoring the unspoken rule that you don't start selling the shit until Black Friday. Until 2011, it was common for retailers to open at around 6 in the morning to accommodate the crowds. So on Friday, they still have their Thanksgivings off. Yeah. Then in 2011, retailers started opening at midnight. And then in 2012, 8 p.m. And then in 2014, 5 or 6. That's like, you're not even giving them a holiday. They're not getting paid overtime. Yeah, you don't get time and a half for this. And it's like, this is generally, it's like if you're working at Target... It's not a fun job. No, and that comes up later. There are three states, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Maine, that do not allow this. Grocery stores, big box stores, and department stores cannot open at all from midnight to midnight for Thanksgiving. Critics say it's a blue law, meaning it's religiously motivated, because Thanksgiving is a religious holiday? It's, I mean, it's absolutely not a religious holiday. No, and Massachusetts even was like, Guys, it's because it's a common law day of rest. It has nothing to do with religion. It's not a religious holiday. We're giving people the fucking day off. Get over it. It's a federal holiday. Deal with it. If you got a problem, dig up Lincoln's bones. Well, there are several states that make it so that government workers cannot work on that day. It yeah. is a government holiday. And then most businesses that are not retail are also closed on that day. Because they recognize the need for people to actually go and visit their family for this family holiday. Retail workers aren't given the choice of a lot of Black Fridays. It's literally 100% of the staff has to be there or they are fired. Those yeah. are your options. Putting you got fired from a retail job on your application is not going to help you get a future job. Nope. Be nice to them, guys. Uh, and weird side notes, I didn't know where else to put this. The busiest city on Black Friday is in the South Park neighborhood in Charlotte, North Carolina. I couldn't find anything about why. The entire hmm. neighborhood is named after the mall, though. Okay, so it's probably just like a giant, it's probably a <clears throat> network of malls. It's like a mall that started growing and growing like a tumor until it took over the entire city. And now it's everything is the mall. And when the world ends, civilization will rise again from this mall. So now we've gone from having just Black Friday to also having Cyber Monday. I always thought that this was not to split competition for like places that like Target that have a retail location and an online location. But that's actually not it. It's because stores started to realize that there was an uptick in sales automatically on their websites on Mondays because people had not been able to find their stuff on Fridays and they were slacking off at work and looking at stores on the internet. So they decided to feed into that by making these sales happen to draw even more people in and keep people on the sites longer to buy more stuff. It's brilliant. The term Cyber Monday was coined by the National Retail Foundation Federation in 2005. It's been longer than I thought it would have been. Wow. Because the internet in 2005 is not what it is now. No, it's like, we're like, we're deep in MySpace territory in 2005, aren't I, we? That was the year I was in college without having my own computer, and it was fine. Whoa. The next year I had my own computer. It was better. 
You know what's a bummer? In 2013, it was noted that Cyber Monday, which you might imagine is the second biggest shopping day of the year because of Black Friday, it's the third. Thanksgiving Day itself is the second biggest shopping day of the year because of the Black Friday sales starting on Thanksgiving. Uh So from about 5 p.m. to midnight, the second highest number of retail sales happen throughout the entire year. I don't want to go shopping on Thanksgiving. I'm full of turkey and pissed off at my family. (laughs) Sometimes the Saturday before Christmas uh, overtakes all of them because that's when all the husbands realize they forgot to buy the presents. And all those... All those fathers forget, oh shit, I forgot my kids' presents. And then we get the holiday classic, Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. We need to watch that this year. God, I love that movie. I love the Arnold Schwarzenegger scream. He's a governor. Was a governor. Yeah, that's what I meant. So Cyber Monday has now expanded into Cyber Week, and that includes Black Friday. So I'm in hopes that Black Friday will calm the fuck down soon. Oh, yes. Since millennials are killing off brick-and-mortar stores, I mean, it sounds like maybe we're going to kill off Black Friday, too. Are we the ones doing Black Friday, though? No. Well, I know we don't. We do don't. I, I don't think any of my friends do. I don't think any of my friends do either. It's like, we shop on the internet for stuff, but we don't... We don't. We're not the ones contributing to this. I think no. it's because we grew up with the stories of being having the shit beat out of us. And them. I think also because we've worked in retail... And had these jobs and worked with the public that was like, we don't want to contribute to this. So actually, tell you what, listeners, add us on Twitter with this. Do you do Black Friday? Do you avoid it? Do you know anyone who's like all in on Black Friday? At On The Test Pod, let us know. Oh yeah, I should probably mention that. At On The Test Pod. But we all know what we're really here for right now. It's the violence. We are absolutely. Hey, that's why I'm here for anything. You might not know this. I actually did the waiting outside of a store for it to open because there was a sale going on. One time. My mom thought it was one of those things that we would do once just to see what it was like, but it was not Black Friday. This would have been 1997-ish, the era of Beanie Babies. (gasps) What Beanie Baby were you after? I actually don't remember... I think it was one where they realized that there was a defect on them, so they'd only sent out like 10,000 or some shit, and a candy store at a mall was getting a shipment of them. (laughs) So a friend of ours was going, my mom decided we'd tag along as well. We got there at like three in the morning or five in the morning or something, and it wasn't a big crowd, but it was good sized. And yes, even with a crowd that maybe was 30 people, someone got trampled. It was awful, and I couldn't stop it. Did you get the Beanie Baby? I did. Okay, good. And candy, because it was candy store. Yeah! Okay, I have been to a couple of midnight releases, like, for the Harry Potter books. Yeah, I've done, I've done I've the I've done the midnight releases for the books, for the movies. Uh, the one time where, like, I've actually waited overnight for something was when the Nintendo Wii came out. Mm-hmm. I waited in line at Circuit City. Where service is state-of-the-art. I was the first person in line, and I got the first Nintendo Wii, and... Then I got home and got super sick because it came out in the winter and I was sitting outside all night. What happened to that Wii? I always wanted one. We sold it to some, like, oh crap, what's it called? Oh, yeah, we sold it to Vintage Stock a while ago. I always wanted a Wii. It was it was kind of broken. Okay. And this was like, this was, it was 10 years old when I sold it. But hey, if we really wanted a Wii, we get a Nintendo Switch now, which is just so much better. I'm really happy with our Nintendo 64. And yes, we do have a functioning Nintendo 64 and Mario Kart. Oh my god. Let's play Mario Kart after this. You really enjoy losing. Okay, yeah. She is really good at Mario Kart. (laughs) And I thought I was good at it. 
but it turns out someone had a Nintendo 64 at home. Which uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Uh, oh, that's right. You would. You oh would no, play. I did. I did eventually. You'd go play it with like your cousins and kick their asses. Did I? I no, I, I never had one. No, it was always playing with my cousins. Man. Who for much of this I didn't live near. We agreed before we got married that all divorce settling would be done via Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. She's getting all the cats. I'm not gonna be able to stop her. <laughs> all right. So back to the violence on Black Friday. And violence, 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 violence. Not the violence from us playing Mario Kart. Every year since Black Friday has been a thing, there have been reports of minor injuries, usually bumps and bruises. But there are enough really bad things that there is an entire website called BlackFridayDeathCount.com. <sighs> they have 12 deaths and 117 injuries on there since 2006, plus five deaths that happened during Black Friday but were not necessarily related. It was just at the place. Uh, suicides, murder, suicides, being arrested for the murder of employees, things like that. But... Other sources have different murders and stuff on them, so there are more than this. So I'm going to go through some. Yay! And I tried to pull out just a few, but there are a lot. So BlackFridayDeathCount.com, not a bad place if you're interested. 2008 was the first report of someone being trampled to death. He was an employee at a Walmart in New York. He went there to, like, open up the doors, which the shoppers immediately broke down and trampled him. They knew he was being trampled. Employees were trying to stop them, trying to get this guy help. They refused, saying, but we're cold and we've waited long enough. Police show up. They are shoving the police and refusing them, ac them access to this man that they are trampling to death because they want their deals. Okay, I, I feel like a police officer in this situation would be totally justified just be blindly spraying mace into a crowd. That's happened a few times as well. I actually don't talk about those because they're not as horrific as some other things. Oh, well... Pre Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're getting this, the scope here. That's this good. This makes the term doorbuster sales pretty fucking dark, doesn't it? Yeah. That same year, this is again 2008, two people were shot to death at a Toys R Us in California. And this was my favorite. In Ohio, a 19-year-old girl leaped onto a man's back and began beating him while he tried to buy a TV. That's my TV. That's my TV. He was already like in the checkout line, if I understood it correctly. So is this 19-year-old girl somehow a reincarnation of Ross Geller? <laughs> My so, TV? Understandably, this guy elbows her in the face. Cops and, and uh, security show up, pull her off of him, and so he walks away because he's not a fucking psycho, and she got to buy the TV. Yeah, that's what gets me. Oh, they let her buy the TV? Sound, sounded that way from what I read. Uh. I didn't have any for th 2009, but there is stuff for 2009. 2010, a Florida man. <gasps> okay, good, good. I'm, I'm more comfortable when it's a Florida man. <laughs> Arrested after other shoppers called the cops because they saw a handgun. He also had two knives and a pepper spray grenade. A Toys for Tots volunteer and former Marine clotheslined a shoplifter who, who had just assaulted an employee and tried to run. Shoplifter stabbed him. He lived. And a trans woman in Tennessee was assaulted at a store, lost 100% of her teeth. Oh. The police took it seriously until they asked for her ID, which still had her um, previous identity on it. And stopped and uh, stopped agreeing to pursue any charges. Fuck you, Tennessee. 2011, the list was ridiculously long. Woman in California pepper sprayed at least 20 people while they waited for an Xbox 360. She said that she didn't like people pushing in line because she had kids who probably got pepper sprayed. But the police said she was doing it to further her place in the line. And then this is the one that particularly bums me out. This was after the time where Target started opening at 5 or 6 the previous night. Target employee got off the night shift fell asleep, 
and had to thankfully be saved after her car went 20 feet down into a canal. And she couldn't swim, so she couldn't get out of the car. Because she had been forced to work the night shift so that people could shop at 5 p.m. Now, if we keep in mind, Target doesn't normally have a night shift. They probably do for, like, restocking. They do, but not for the retail workers. So chances are, I would guess that she had probably worked on Wednesday, then done Thanksgiving on Thursday, then had to go do her job overnight. So, I mean, I didn't, that wasn't all confirmed in there, but that's what they're doing. That's what these workers are doing. So I'm actually surprised there's not more of these. I mean, there probably are that just aren't reported because, I mean, it's very hard to prove that this person died because they were exhausted from working 24 hours straight at a Target in Poughkeepsie. Florida Walmart 2012, parking space argument, two people shot. I think this was the same year, but I didn't have a date on it. Utah police had to handle 15,000 shoppers at one mall who were fighting and ransacking the stores in Utah. That's, that is, um, that's a riot. Yeah. That is just a literal riot. Yeah. Black Friday has actual literal riots in it. Why do we do this? Because we don't have respect for other people. Okay. It's not like people are going to stop buying fucking Christmas presents because there's not a sale on Friday. Put all of your sales online. Yeah. Just put them all online. Don't have them in the stores. Mm -hmm. Just for safety purposes. Yeah. And also refuse to open outside your normal hours. People will live. Yeah. 2013. Whether you're like 2011, you'll just have to look it up. Illinois, at a Kohl's, a shoplifter was shot by police after dragging an officer with his car. Wow. Yeah. This was, what, 2014? 13. 2013. I actually don't A Kohl's was still open? We've got a Kohl's down the street. What? I need to return that Amazon package there. Oh. Because they were going to charge me the cost of the entire item to return it through the mail. I actually don't have anything for 14 and 15, but stuff happened. 2016, in Canada, because Canada is Black Friday, too. Um, but their Thanksgiving's on a completely different I day. I know, but our stores fell over and whatnot. Huh. A man took off his shirt and then used his belt as a whip outside of a store that was not only Black Friday-ing, but was had a rare and new sneaker coming on sale. Are you sure this is Canada and not Florida? Canada. Canada. And there were also other brawls happening. But since it was Canada, they looked at the said, fuck you, and closed the store for the day and canceled the sale altogether. Good for you, Canada. They ended up raffling off the shoes later. <laughs> so none of these people got to buy their shoes because of these people's behavior. And a man, oh, this one was really awful. There is a Texas Walmart. This guy is in the car while his wife runs in to buy something at the store. He sees a man in the parking lot beating the shit out of a woman. So he goes up and he, he drives up next to him and just says, hey, stop hitting her. That's all he did. And he got shot in the neck. Because people suck. People suck. And then 2017, a teen was shot at the Columbia, Missouri Mall. And an entire mall in Alabama had to close because of the rioting. I remember the Columbia one because we're, we're fairly close to there. So I heard about that one. I actually didn't find out what happened to him afterwards. I don't remember. It was, it was not a good situation. I know that. Yeah. Lots of these are shooting. And then we're back in Alabama the next year. <laughs> mall, a guy was shot and killed by a security guard after two other people were, including a little girl, were injured in a shooting that he actually didn't commit, but he was part of. And then there were other shootings and more shootings and additional shootings. Apparently people just loved shooting each other on Black Friday last year. Yay. Next week. This week, I guess, when this gets released. (sighs) Don't bring your gun to the mall. I promise you, you do not need it. Okay. So Black Friday has been around since the 1950s, at least, being termed that by police officers. The shopping day has existed since at least the 1930s, and the entirety of the Thanksgiving season was altered in order to accommodate it. The end. 
I thought this was going to be fun. It's like, oh, Black Friday. Holiday, like, history's not fun, man. Like, we were talking last week about trying to find something fun, and then we remembered it was Thanksgiving, so we couldn't look for fun things. And... Oh. Next week, we'll try to find something fun. I've got a, I've, I've got a fun one. It's in the can. Uh, <laughs> can. By in the can, I mean, I've looked at it and I think, yeah, I can make this work. All right, so here's your questions. Okay. Will the fact that FDR changed the date of the holiday because of retail sales be on the test? You know what? I'm going to say yes, because we live in a consumer society now, and then you know the, the, the history of that. I think we've always lived in a consumer society. Yeah. Will the fact that annoyed police officers coined the term be on the test? I thought they coined that term because everyone was calling in sick. No, this is, uh, this is why it's being used like so widely. Is because oh, because of the police officers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll say yeah. And plus it was Philadelphia. Like, There's not enough Philadelphia history out there. And then here's me being annoyed again. Will the fact that retail workers are exhausted and abused to the point where they have been killed in car accidents be on the test? Oh. Not they weren't killed, but I, I wrote killed and in car accidents because that guy who was trampled to death, the first one was an employee. Um, no, because if you're working retail, it means that you didn't study enough, hard enough in high school and these guys should be cautionary tales and not deserving of your sympathy. I actually had someone say that to me once when I worked at a Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks because I graduated from college early and needed to, you know, employ myself and pay bills. Yep. And I made the mistake of telling a lady I liked her car because it had a drive-thru. And she looks at me and dead ass says, well, if you got a, if you went to college and got a real job, maybe you could get a car like this someday. Wow. That's, that's awful. That's, it happened a lot. Yeah. Whole other topic. Um, so, ugh. And of course, we didn't even get into the fact that like, am, the, like when you order something on Amazon, it's still not great for the employees because they are being worked to death in these warehouses. And Cyber Monday is probably killing Amazon employees, too. Yeah, they have that Amazon Prime Days, and that was going on then. That people were, you know, literally having heart attacks and dying in Amazon mm -hmm. stockrooms. Ugh. Can we just be nice to people? Yeah, maybe we, instead of, like, you know, using the history of Thanksgiving, which is murders, lies, and genocide, we should be the spirit of Thanksgiving, which is being nice to someone. And not being an asshole for 12 fucking hours. Can you at least do that? And remember, there's pie. There's pie. Even if you don't actually have pie in front of you, there's pie in the world. And there's no pie in hell. So this Thanksgiving, be safe. Be nice to your family. If they start saying racist shit, call them out or leave. Either one will make them hate you, but that's fine because you don't want to hang out with those people anyway. And... If you're gonna do Black Friday, be nice. Don't bring $100 bills unless you're buying something that is exactly $100. Don't bring your gun unless you're taking it to the gun store to get a special laser sight on it for your uncle. So, oh, I didn't ask you what you're wearing today. Oh, it's, it's not asked for that. It's like, what are you thankful for this year? Let's be cheesy. I'm thankful that I have a new job. I am also thankful that you have a new job. Yeah, I, I was a teacher until last year, and I was putting in... 70-hour work weeks most weeks. Yeah. And now, for the first time ever, I have a 40-hour work week, and it's bizarre, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, um, I, I actually see her on occasions, which has been amazing, and I enjoy it for now. <laughs> it's like, I, say, I think he's starting to realize that he actually doesn't like me that much. Oh, I, I love you. I am thankful for our four stupid, smelly, jerk cats, and I love them all. I'm mad at one of them right now. I'm only one. 
<laughs> he's bit me. He did. Oh he didn't God. mean to. He was trying to bite his sister, but. Yeah, they got into a fight at three in the morning. On while top. sleeping on me. <laughs> and so I had a chunk, a puncture wound in my finger. It was, he, he, he was sorry. He wasn't sorry. He no. Was no remorse. Cats are evil and I love them. Oh, and we have a website now. It is onthetestpod.com, just like our socials on Twitter at onthetestpod and facebook.com slash onthetestpod. We are not the most creative people. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't be a jerk. And And class class dismissed. dismissed.